So, everybody, welcome to the Rebellious Nerd Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my brother, Nicholas Polarski. Um, we're going to just get to a quick little rundown of what to expect from this podcast. I really wanted to start one, and I wanted to stick to the mediums of things that like, I'm really passionate about, which is like film, music, um, even clothing. Um, there's some multiple medias such as video games and things I like to cover. There will be topics that I will be trying to find interviews for and it all depends on the topic. So I'll be posting. I'll let you guys know. And if anyone's ever interested and wants to reach out or if there's something that you think is really good that you want us to review and get our thoughts on, if you want to do a review about something that I'm posting about that I'm going to review review, and you want to be like a guest host and just give your thoughts and share what you thought um, I'd love to have um, multiple guests on and I think it'll be really fun and I'm excited to share this with you guys. Um, but yeah, so me and Nick are the only ones going to be doing it today. Kenny was going to do it, our friend, and he's just being a little nervous. So shout out Kenny. So he knows everything's all gravy. Um, but so today, um, our two primary um, things we're going to be talking about is the Battle at Big Rock, which is a Jurassic World short. It was funded by the movie studio, so it looks really good. It's an eight-minute short. It was directed by Colin Trevorrow, um, and I'll break down what's going on in it, and then we'll share Nick's thoughts and my thoughts on it, and then we'll rate it out of five stars. Um, And then we're going to be going over some streaming service stuff, which is like um, Disney Plus, HBO Max, NBC's new streaming service they recently announced, and... We'll go over the prices, we'll rank them, which ones we think are best, and which ones are most worth it. And then we'll just follow up with some small news of things that were announced today, some that are fun and some that are a little more just like movie related. And we're just going to get right into it. All right, Nick, what's good, dude? Not much, man. How you doing? Good. So it's just after a very long day, we're both getting to this finally. But let's get into it. Just a heads up, Nick did warn me beforehand that he was not a fan of dinosaurs growing up. So <laughs> he's not a huge fan of the Jurassic Park or Jurassic no, World really stuff okay. going on. But the Battle at Big Rock was a really cool short, and I thought it would be something that'd be cool to ease into to break down how we'd be doing things. And he said he liked it, and it was really cool. And I agree. It was definitely something that is like a trip to see how they're setting up for the third film that comes out in 2021. But we'll jump right into it. So, Nick, what was your thoughts on it? Because I know you had just watched this within the hour. So what did you think of it? Well, honestly, I was really impressed with uh, how well the dinosaurs looked. Like, they yes. looked really real. Like, it was it was crazy. It was like, if that was what a dinosaur was going to look like, it was, it was very spot on. Like, <laughs> Yeah. For, like, it being, like, a TV short, it was very well funded. And if it wasn't, like... It wasn't high resolution, and I feel like they knew that it might look choppy because it wasn't a full like Hollywood blockbuster. So they decided to do it more moonlight lit. It's a nighttime um, film, which I think was a smart way to disguise if the CGI was a little choppy. But it does look really True. solid. True. And the film originally did air um, on TV, and then it was released online the following day. That was only about last week or the week before. It came out on the 15th of September. So, yeah, it was it was really good. When I watched it, I seen it online. I don't have cable, so I didn't catch it when it was live. I didn't know it was dropping, so I was really excited for it because I am a huge fan of it. Me and my brothers, like, love those films. Shout out Eli and Jacob. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's been something that we've been growing up with, so I'm really anxious to see 
what they're doing because at the end of the second film they have the dinosaurs in america now so we're coexisting on our turf now versus on all the other previous films they were getting kind of old because we kept on going back to the island and it made no sense like there was five movies saying why it was a bad idea but they just kept on insisting on going back but so I'm going to do I'm going to read a quick summary of what it's about. It says a family on a camping trip at Big Rock National Park, about 20 miles from where the Fallen Kingdom has ended. That's the second movie. Take part in the first major confrontation between dinosaurs and humans. And what happens is they show the news and there was the first um, natural born dinosaur on American soil. And it's kind of shows some clips of like what the world is with dinosaurs at the end of the short film, which is really crazy and cool. But so Nick, this is going to be cool for me, for you, because you aren't a fan of these films. So like, what did you think of it just straight up? Like as someone who would you think someone who isn't a fan of the films would enjoy this short film first and foremost? Oh yeah, I think they would. I mean, it, I mean, it shows, uh, like I said, how well the dinosaurs are, with the CGI. So that's always a nice thing to see. Plus, like, I think it would draw people in because it is now, like you said, showing what it would be like if dinosaurs and humans lived together. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like you said, going back to an island over and over again. Yeah. You actually are bringing the problem straight to your doorsteps. Right. Like, oh, God, what what really would happen? Yeah. So it's it's really cool. And it set up something very scary. So the without spoiling it too much, there's... um. A family of Triceratops, the baby Triceratops was the first dinosaur born on American soil. And it starts off and it's all cute. And there's this family and it's like a kind of like a put together family. Um, it was, a, I'm assuming it was a recent marriage and it, everyone's like happy. And then there's a big, um, I forget which dinosaur comes in, but there's a meat eater that ends up coming into the campsite and there's a big fight and the humans are just caught in it. And um, it just shows how scary, like, it would be with living with these creatures in your backyard, basically. Um, And then it is really cool because at the end they show, like, people driving on the freeway and they're, like, missing a stegosaurus. And then they're showing, like, a wedding and they release doves and pterodactyls are eating them out of the sky. And it shows some really cool stuff and it sets up the third movie, which comes out in 2021. So it was just cool to find out that they were releasing a short film. I didn't expect the CGI and all that to look so good. I was expecting maybe something with like more practical effects like they did in the like original films. But no, the CGI was really solid. You're right. Like it held over. It looked like it could have been a trailer for the third movie. Like that's how the third movie could have started and it would have been fine. But so you're not a fan of the original one, so I'm just gonna say something for people who are gonna I be gonna listening. Say not really a fan, like just never watch. Yeah, them, well, so. I'm gonna make you watch them because whether you like it or not, like I think you'll be into it because it's they're solid stories. It's fun. Like it gets a little old because they keep going to the island, but like you, it's refreshing to know that what they're doing with the the newest installment in the future. So. They're bringing back the original cast, the original three, um, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. They are the original three from the first one, uh, along with the kids. Um, I don't know if the kids are going to be in this at all, but they're bringing back the original core Jurassic Park people, which is really exciting because yeah, that, is, that is pretty nice. It's, it's just bringing it full circle. There's some fan theories circling Chris Pratt's character. 
from saying he could have been a kid in one of the previous installments. And it's just really cool to see that it's coming full circle. Um, but yeah, so I, overall, the acting, it wasn't great, but I don't blame that on the actors. I think that was more of a script thing because it's a short film. It has to be kind of rushed and corny. You don't get much time. Yeah, exactly. Is like in a short amount of time, like, yeah, like you, they have to set it up. This is what it is. And that's, that's what you're just like, all right, let's go. So overall, I would give it a four. Because I think it, I thought it was solid. Um, CGI was good. The action was crazy. It like made you afraid. Like there's like, it's a very suspenseful world that they put you in. But in the newer movies, they haven't really. I haven't ever felt myself like, oh no, what's gonna happen? Like in the old ones, like when they're getting chased by the dinosaur, it's like scary. And this one, they're fighting it. There's their kids. They have a baby. They're like flipping their trailers over. And then there's a badass little girl with a crossbow. That's like the yeah, quickest crossbow ever. Did they <laughs> establish that it was a double shot? Or I don't remember because I watched it a, a while, like when it first came out. I think, yeah, they did say something about a double shot. Yeah, there. because it came like super, super quick. I was like, if she reloaded it that quick, that girl is a fucking G. She's been for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, like if she didn't even know how and she shot that thing dead in the eye twice, like that was some solid work. But yeah, so like, what would you rate it? I'd give it a four as well. Give it a yeah. four. Yeah, I thought it was solid. Yeah. I th- I liked it a lot. Um, I think it's gonna go in a really cool direction. Um, you don't. You, it's hard to ask you certain questions, but like, what would you expect them to do? What do you think is like a cool choice that they could do with the franchise based on what you've seen? Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty hard to tell honestly just from the little bits that i've seen but uh like i said i i think really what they're going to try to show is like what the problem of dinosaurs living with us would be yeah it our lives as we know it would not be the way they are like yeah i'm i was almost thinking that like if there was enough big like ones like you know like the big t-rexes and stuff i don't know how much they like how much of the meat eaters they have but that has to be affecting multiple things. And then because of the climate and everything, they're going to be primarily in one area for the warmth. <clears throat> so it's an, I'm assuming it's going to be on the, sore, the southern side. And if they're breeding, that's not good news at all. So I'm just assuming oh, yeah. that they could make it like a big war movie. They can have the military in it in some way, shape, or form. They can bring in um aspects that were kind of yeah, like you defend defend yourself against this yeah they can bring right. in the people who are like animal rights activists like leave them alone and they can be like riots and stuff based off that um i also think they could almost do something cool like how um matt reeves did with the planet of the apes movie if it's enough dinosaurs and if enough is going on it would like it could destroy civilization as we know it like yeah there's some shit that could go down so yeah, I'll I'll save this conversation for another day. I'll have Elon or something, and we can get we can dive really into this. And oh, yeah, hopefully, yeah, I'll, I'll make you watch them by then. So it. then we can all share thoughts on like where we think it could go. But I think yeah, hopefully I'll have more. I than, think this is a, more to say about the topic. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a solid way to reboot the franchise and keep it fresh because it was getting not dull because I'm a fan, but like you're kind of seeing the stuff you've seen before. And yeah. um, just that short, it's sh- it set up a huge possibility for s- stuff to go right. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie comes out um, next week. And I've seen the leaked footage. I tried not to, but I couldn't resist it. And it was 
amazing. And I sent it to you because you said you didn't care. What, without spoiling what we've seen, what did that scene set up for you? Like, did it amp you up? (laughs) I'm I'm really excited about this movie because in all honesty, I I was kind of skeptical. I was like still wanting to see it because I was like, all right, this is going to be a totally different Joker from the one we saw with Jared Leto and Suicide Squad, which I right, for was sure. not really a big fan of. Yeah, I don't think anybody really was, honestly. But uh, yeah, he like was, I, I was. I feel <laughs> like with the time he was given, it was okay, and he's even mad with it because they cut out so much of his footage, and even the director, he is upset with it as well because the movie that was released wasn't the movie he wanted. That was the studio movie that was released. Oh, yeah, kind of like the Justice the, League and stuff. stuff. So, yeah. So, I don't blame that any any of that on um, the actor for sure because Jared Leto. I'm just saying the, the way the character was like designed and stuff like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I just wasn't that. really a, a fan of the way they. You weren't a fan that, of the gangster Joker. Yeah, like I don't think it was Jared Leto. Like I just think it was like the character that they chose. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I get that. Yeah. yeah, but uh, and this one totally like comes back to like the way I think Joker is like, you know, like that yeah. old school, like just been messed around to it too much. And then eventually one day he can't handle it anymore. And he just yeah. Snaps. And it's a cool and from the twist. footage you, you sent me, it, it looks like that's what we're going to see. Yeah. And from what I've like, it won the highest award at the film festival it debuted at. Um, and I did not know that. Yeah, it's um getting Oscar praise already. Um, people are want him to be up for best actor. Um, Todd Phillips even said the director. He said that it had it's has comic book characters, but it's not based on too much stuff that's comic booky. Like there's no direct ties to Joker's origin story, minus him being a failed comedian. And um, it's center focus on mental illness, I know. It's center focus is about society and the politics between like high class and low class. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be something that's going to be really creepy. It's, it's going to be something that I think is going to change the genre for superhero movies once they get this out. And if it is gonna put in the numbers like i think it is because of all the ads i'm seeing for it it has a 75 percent on rotten tomatoes it has a 9.5 out of 10 on imdb and a 70 percent on the uh, mediatric scale so it's a high praise movie it comes out um next friday it the budget was only um 55 million us dollars so if it like really hauls in money like i think it will i think they'll do what Todd Phillips idea was he went to DC and he said, I think we should make movies based on characters and call it DC black. And what it is, is you have the characters from the DC universe and put them in like a modern setting and not like so much as like superheroes and capes and you would get much more dark and grounded stories. Well, I think that's what DC was too. Is like, if you think about it, like, yeah going to the comics and comparing it to like marvel in a sense like dc was the more dark grittier like yeah version of that kind of stuff that's what i'm saying like so that i totally am okay with them going in that direction if they choose yeah and and dc has a solid lineup and it's it sucks to see that there isn't movies reflecting the characters like 
Man of Steel is good. It's not one of my favorite movies, but it definitely deserved a sequel. Like, Superman is good. Wonder Woman was phenomenal, and that's why it got a sequel. Um, the Shazam follow-up. I think we're getting movie. a Shazam 2 before we get the Black Adam movie. Um, so we're going to get the um, Captain Marvel family. And then we have um, Aquaman 2, and we have The Flash coming on. And the director from the It movie is directing The Flash. So they finally landed a director, and um, I'm ready for that Flash movie. Um, the Flash was a little more cartoony than I thought he would be, like, for a DC movie. Um, I don't know if that was Joss Whedon rewrites for the Justice League or whatever, but um, he seems a little more Wally West to me. Like, he seems like more Kid Flash, but, I mean, we'll see what happens with the movie and where they go with it. Because the speedster stories are cool, and I believe they want to do the movie as the um, Flashpoint. I think that's the storyline they want to run with. Ooh, that is a nice one. Yeah, that'd be a solid um, Flash movie if that's what they opened up with. Um, because then you get the alternate superheroes and everything that's going on in the alternate timelines. Um, but yeah, I think DC, what they've been doing post-Justice League has been really solid. Because Wonder Woman was basically carrying this franchise, but Captain, I mean, not Captain Marvel. He is Captain Marvel, but Shazam was solid. Um, Aquaman was really good. And I'm, I'm looking forward to all of those sequels. Um, Cyborg was supposed to get a movie too. I don't know what's going on with that. I know that's at a standstill, but there's, they had a bunch of movies and then I know they rebooted Batman, but I'm really excited for this Batman movie that we can transition to that right away. Um, there is talks that Jonah Hill is, reported to be discussing whether or not he will um, be featured in the film as one of the movie's villains. It is rumored that he would be playing Riddler if he accepted the role. What would you... I would, that was not what I was thinking that was going to be, honestly. Yeah, you thought you were thinking more Penguin or something? Yeah, that's what I was going to go yeah. with right away, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought that when I heard it too, but when I heard Riddler, based off of just like Jonah Hill and like his... like personality i think that would have been solid but they're the what they're what reports have been saying is that he wants 10 million to even be featured in the film because all the villains in the movie there's going to be like a handful thrown in it's based off the comic um the long halloween and in that comic there's um multiple villains in it so if jonah hill is in talks i don't know if he would be star as the main villain or if he would just be appearing but i know robert pattinson is only getting five million to be the head of the movie so that uh, if jonah hill wants 10 million that's that's a big ask i mean he is a big name yeah you think about like his his resume when you think about it too yeah no for sure like robert pattinson makes he's a solid actor but like based off of the movies that jonah hill has been in more like oscar nominated movies so I think he just he values he knows what he's worth he yeah it's a, it's a big number but like yeah and they also um I don't know if you know who Jeffrey Wright is he's a he's a solid super good actor um, I only know him from Westworld I've only seen Westworld a couple times I'm not heavy into the show it's an HBO show but um he's in talks to be Commissioner Gordon but the the news about this is that he's a black man and a lot of people are outraged by this but he's such a solid actor i think it would be a, an amazing cast to have oh, why do people have to make these things yeah what is your thoughts would you be bothered by a black james gordon 
no, at this point, like, if the actor is good enough for the role, they're good enough for the role. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's what, so that, that's what's going on with like DC right now. And I think it's, I'm excited. Um, there's not too much out about the Batman news. Um, but I'm excited for it. Um, I'm, I'm anticipating it like crazy. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's going to be solid. I think what DC's putting out is solid. So the streaming services that were announced um, are the newer ones anyway. There's Disney Plus, HBO Max, and NBC just announced they're going to do one called Peacock. Um, They're going to be going up against um, another new one, which is the Apple TV. Um, They have a lot of new movies coming out on Apple TV. Um, But we'll go through the prices and we'll go through all those. So... Disney Plus, you get the full Disney slate. They are rebooting certain shows. Um, They're bringing back like Lizzie McGuire. They have Marvel um, miniseries coming out that are going to be directly connected to the MCU. They announced Moon Knight, um, Miss Marvel, and um, She-Hulk, which are going to be really cool. I know they're looking into casting already, which is really crazy. Um, That means they're trying to really get this ball rolling because it's all part of the next phase. Um, but I do know that that price for that is only six ninety nine a month. That is like one of the lower deals. And I know that Disney Plus has Disney properties. It has Marvel and it has Star Wars and National Geographic. So you get some animal and some cool stuff. Oh, wow. That... They got G- okay. I didn't know they had National Geographic. Yeah. So it's worth it. Like it has like stuff for everybody. So it's like a solid lineup and they have the full lineup of everything that they own that they're going to be putting on there. Um, the one thing is that's kind of bad about Disney Plus is when they drop um, in November, the only show that they're, that's going to be brand new that's dropping is the Star Wars show The Mandalorian, which I'm very excited about. It looks badass. But that's the one new thing that we get up until Falcon and Winter Soldier, which doesn't come out until fall of next year. So there's going to be a big gap. So they're, they kind of just have all the Disney stuff, which is still solid because they have all the original movies and everything on there. And um, they have Disney Channel shows. But like for the most part, we don't get a lot of new content for a hot minute. We get something to launch it, which is like The Mandalorian. And then for after that, we just kind of have Disney Plus for what they have. Um, HBO Max, they are asking for fourteen ninety nine. But they own, they have ownership of the WB properties. So they have um, the DC stuff. They have Cartoon Network. They have True TV. They have the CW shows, which is like Riverdale, all the Arrow, the Flash, all that. They have um, Cartoon Network, I said, Adult Swim. And they are planning to reboot the Boondocks. Um and modernize it they have cnn tnt tbs new line cinema and those are just some of the shortlist they do have more um but that's what hbo has and um they're asking 14.99 a month then we have nbc the peacock um streaming service which sounds awful they have um the office which they want to reboot with a new cast but you can get the office on it they bought the rights to the office they have um, Parks and Recreation, Saturday Night Live, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a solid show, um, 30 Rock, 
but then they have Fraser and Cheers as their like big names that they have on the show. And um, the shows they want to reboot, um, one of them I have no idea, but they want to reboot Battlestar Galactica, Saved by the Bell, and something called Punky Brewer, Bruiser. I don't know what that Bruiser. is. But those are the shows that the Peacock has, and they're asking $10 a month, which seems like a lot for their small lineup. Like, yeah, SNL is big. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is big. But other than that, like all their other shows are shows that are no longer being continued. The Office is canceled. They want to reboot it. Parks and Rec is over. Dirty Rock is over. Frasier and Cheers are old. I know Frasier is a Cheers yeah. spinoff, but I wouldn't. I don't know if I will be getting that one for sure. Um, it just doesn't sound like it oh, has yeah. anything that I'd be into. And I, I'm sure a lot of people will feel the same way. That doesn't sound like a fun lineup. Um, but then Hulu has um, basically everything they have. They offer live TV and all these um, prices are the no interruptions. Like they will have no commercials. Um, these are those prices. Um, Hulu is still at eleven ninety nine. Netflix has gone up. They're at twelve ninety nine. They took a big cut in um, subscribers in their second quarter though. Um so hopefully they start putting out some new stuff. They do have like Stranger Things and some solid stuff on there um, that I'm always looking at. And I, I do watch a lot of their shows and I follow a lot of their stuff. And they do put out good stuff, but I feel like as much good as they put out, they put out a lot of crappy stuff. What do you primarily watch stuff on, Hulu or Netflix? Uh, mostly Hulu. Hulu? Because, you know, yeah, I mean, they got Rick and Morty. Yeah, and, and that's solid. All, all the stuff that I want to watch, Scrubs, obviously. Like. Yeah, that's what I had Hulu for. I haven't paid it because just I'm in transition to moving, so I just put it on hold. But I literally bought it for Scrubs. Um, but um, Rick and Morty was a plus. But Rick and Morty is also going to be on HBO Max, which is going to be about $4 more. But it, what they all offer sounds crazy. You get a, you get a lot. You get a lot. I see why, because when you first said the price, I was like, ooh, that's pricey. Yeah. But after you said all the stuff they had. Yeah, and that's just, yeah, that's, that's just kind of makes that's sense. That's just all like, I could fit in my notes. Like, there's a lot more. I could pull it up, but I just don't want to. Um, then we have Amazon Prime, which is at eight ninety nine. I don't really watch a lot of Prime video stuff. Um, I know they have that Jack Ryan show, um, and they have a lot of access to, like, like big blockbuster movies, I know. And a lot of old stuff, but I do know that if you have Amazon Prime Film, you do get free shipping. So <laughs> there's like <laughs> that's that. That's like a pretty solid thing. Um, but then yeah, and then Apple TV is the cheapest of all of them. It is at four ninety nine a month, but um, they don't really have much on there. They did release some trailers for movies they have on. They have like Jason Momoa leading a movie. Um, and it looks it looks interesting, but like I just don't know if they're going to be able to compete heavily with this. The best thing about it is their price, but um, who knows? Maybe they'll come out with some really solid stuff. Um, but for Amazon, while we're on that subject, Samuel Jackson is the first celebrity to lend his voice to Alexa, and it's going to be one dollar. You can purchase it, and it'll be a clean version and a dirty version. So instead of having Alexa talk, here. you can have Sam Jackson in your house. He could be cussing you out. And I feel like... You're telling me that I can have an Alexa that just... is just Sam Jackson. Oh. Like, motherfucker! 
<laughs> like, and it's only a dollar. Like, they should have milked that. You know how much people would pay for just that? Like, oh, people would like go buy their on, fucking... like, some, like, Key and Peele stuff or something. Yes, bro. It sounds like a skit. <laughs> it's so fantastic. So, I don't even have Alexa, but, like, I want to. Like, I want to go get an Alexa pill just to have Sam Jackson talk to me, like, when I'm at home. Like, I can ask him to turn on my TV, and he'll be like, fuck you. Because I do have Morgan a fire Freeman stick. So if I had Samuel L. Jackson in control of my fire stick, that would be great. Yeah, they need to get uh, Morgan Freeman next. Dude, they need to get Morgan Freeman for iPhones. I want him as my Siri. <laughs> <laughs> um, but while we're on the topic of streaming services, Hulu and Marvel had announced that um, they were making a Ghost Rider show. And it was the Ghost Rider that's based on Robbie Reyes. And he was connected to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, I don't like that show. Do you watch that show or have you seen it? No, I've never really was interested in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. At yeah, all. I'm so confused by it. I have no idea what's going on. I know that they are basing a show, a spinoff show about Quake, I believe. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be on Disney Plus or if it's going to be on Hulu. But um, I think that would be cool because she's a cool character in the comics. Um, but I was looking forward to Ghost Rider because Robbie Reyes is the younger version of Ghost Rider, and he has the car instead of the motorcycle, and he's a, it's a solid comic. And um, I I knew he was in Agents of Shield, but it wasn't enough for me to watch it. I just wasn't into it. I wasn't into like the ABC Marvel shows, like the Inhumans they did. I wasn't a fan for it, which I yeah, hear that, that they're was... considering a rebooting in a way to connect it to Miss um, Marvel because Miss Marvel is an Inhuman. And um, so we have that. Um, so that was just announced today that it is no longer going to be moving forward. Um, hopefully that means that because of creative differences, they wanted to do bigger things that Hulu was just down with. So maybe they can get Ghost Rider into some MCU movies. I feel like that'd be cool if they're introducing Blade. They're ready for some dark stuff. So. Um, with I mean, yeah, I mean, even with the the Disney Plus that you were talking yeah. about earlier, with uh, Moon Knight, you know, they they're bringing a lot of of the DC Knights around. Yeah, the Marvel Knights are going to be solid. So, like, or my Jesus, God. no, you're good. <laughs> I know what you meant. So, like, those are going to be yeah. solid. So, like, and then they have um Doctor next Doctor Strange, and they're saying it's going to be horror. It's going to be like Marvel's first horror film. So, like, I feel like that's right down Ghost Rider's alley. So, I think if they couldn't come up with an agreement with a show they're going to be able to do something really cool and maybe incorporate ghost rider into the movies and um maybe we'll get johnny blaze who knows we'll see um it'll be cool um but yeah so that was canceled um i think that's about it for the streaming services out of the ones i've listed here which ones would you say seem the most worth it uh, you know already that I want to get Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of good stuff on there that I'm yeah. really looking forward to with uh, the Marvel shows. I mean, I'm going to watch The Mandalorian, even though I haven't really caught up on all the new Star Wars. I've, really, I've seen the original six, but yeah. I, I haven't seen The Mandalorian takes place immediate, like eight years, I believe, after the events of um the Revenge of the Jedi. Not Revenge of the Jedi. The Return of the Jedi. I'm mixing up the last two of both series up. The Return of the Jedi. It takes place after the fall of the Empire. So it's a very outlawed time. There's no government, basically. So it's going to be real cool. So it's, it's pretty much right after the season, you said. So it's... Yeah. 
So it's going to be solid. Um, and then we have, yeah, I think Disney Plus is the coolest just because of all the new stuff that they have coming, whether it's not coming out right away or not. It's a solid, solid slate. Um, I know that each account you pay for for the six ninety nine, it can hold up to, I believe, seven accounts on it. Um, they have a lot of kids stuff. And I think it, it's going to be good for families for sure because people are ditching cable, but I just feel like now streaming services are going to be the way to go. So I feel like they're being smart. All the cable companies are basically probably like, yeah, there's no money in this. Let's just make streaming service and split up properties. And basically people are going to be buying all these streaming services, which is just going to add right back up to a normal cable bill. What do you think? I'm, I'm sorry. I was just looking at my phone about something. What were you saying? <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, we could just forget it. Um, I think the most disappointing ones that we'll have are Apple TV. We'll see. I, they have potential. Apple makes a lot of money. Oh, and the they Peacock can, one sounded terrible. Yeah, too, I, Peacock like, is that, at the that, bottom of the list for sure. And it's so expensive for what they have. Like they, That's not a strong enough lineup to racking you're pretty much just offering the office dude that's the only one that i was really interested in it's like oh the office for that price is not that worth it yeah so i mean i don't know i think netflix and hulu they might take a hit from this but i feel like overall people will keep those they just might add disney plus if i had to drop one of them um for something if or if i can only pick two i would probably do disney plus and netflix um, but HBO Max is solid. I'm, I I think that they're going to put up some good stuff, and I do know that they have some um, Game of Thrones stuff on their way, and I know Game of Thrones has some huge numbers, so I think if they can figure out what they're doing with that, it's going to bring a huge wad of money in. Um, HBO put out some good shows, like me and the girls are obsessed with Euphoria, so it they have some solid stuff, um, but I think overall, I think Disney Plus... Um, and Netflix are going to be my go-to until I find something that I like really need, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, some short, quick news. News we can get into. Um, the Last of Us Part 2, there was footage of it shown at PlayStation State of Play. Um, they confirmed that Joel is alive. Um, I know you played that. You're the one who got me to play that, and it was yeah, the game is really it was one of the greatest games I've ever played in my life. Um, I just wanted to just bring that up. It's very exciting. I don't know if you've seen the footage yet. I'll send you some footage, and we can no, talk about this on the next the one. I did not know. Yeah, I'll send you some stuff. I know it's going to be cool. We can break that up. We can get more into the PlayStation state of play and what they announced and what they have planned for PlayStation 5. Um... But yeah, and then um, they um, WB Games Montreal um, is teasing a Batman Court of Owls game, which would be gnarly if we got another like Arkham themed game. Um, I was gonna say, are they gonna do like a Telltale or? Uh... I don't. Um, Telltale um, just got rebooted. Um, that company went belly up, and um, they had to cancel the games that they were making. But they just rebooted, and I do know they're coming out with wolf among us season two um and then they're coming out with i believe uh the batman that they had 
Um, but yeah, I think Court of Owls, I think that's probably going to be more of like an Arkham game, which would be really exciting because I love those games. Those games are fucking fun. Oh, yeah, the Arkham series is great. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad has just begun filming. We can get into that and we can get into the cast, their crazy cast, um, on the next pod. We can break some of that stuff down. And do you watch Big Mouth? No, I, I've seen I've seen a couple of episodes. It's hilarious, but I haven't watched it all yet. So yeah, so we can uh, I'll send you some Big Mouth stuff, and we can get into that because Big Mouth comes out on the same day as Joker, so that's on the October fourth. So we have some cool stuff to go through. Um, it's a good time to start the pod because um, we have Disney Plus launching in November. We have a whole bunch of movies coming out. We have Star Wars in December, and we have some cool stuff in the lineup. So. It's, an, it's just going to be a fun time to break through all this stuff and all these news. And if you're down to be on a lot of these pods, I'm with it. This was fun. Um, like I said to everyone who's going to be listening, if you have any things that you would like us to talk about, if you have anything that you would want to come on the pod for, um, we can totally link up and we can figure out what we could do and we can make some cool stuff. I will be reaching out to certain people about certain topics that I already have lined up. I won't get into it because um, it's a long list and it's getting late, so we'll wrap it up. But um, yeah, it was this was fun. This was exciting. I'm excited to share some more um, fun stuff with you guys. Um, but I just said I'm a bunch. But yeah, so... Nick, thank you for being on my first pod with me. Anytime, brother. You were a chill-ass um, co-host. It was fun. Um, yeah. Next time, I'll come with some notes and uh, make sure I know what we're talking about. Yeah. No, you're good. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll send you the stuff that we're going we're gonna to do on the next pod. I'll edit this, and we'll go through everything that we're going to do on the next one. Um. But yeah, thank you for joining us for the Rebellious Nerd Podcast. This is episode zero. This is a trial one. It was kind of rough. I apologize. Thank you for bearing with us. The next few um, are going to be really cool because the next pod that we'll be releasing will be the breakdown and the review of the Joker movie, which comes out next week, which we're very excited about. We'll get into that. And there's some news dropping every day. Oh, and before we go, Nick, you want to know what I just found out? Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, just got um, announced that he has a Star Wars movie in production. Get out of here. Dead ass, bro. So that's some fun stuff. Oh, guys. So he's going to kill that? I mean, not kill, but like... Dude, that's going to be a... Revive the franchise. That's going to be legit, I love all the Star Wars that have been put out. Like, I have no negatives. People hated the last Jedi. No, and Feige, he's had these plans in the works for like 10 years. Yeah, like, he's like one of the heads of Disney at this point, too. So you already know this was coming. And he did say he has a big name actor who he's eyeing for the role. So... It's it's gonna be it's gonna be solid. He's gonna pull somebody from Marvel. He's gonna pull our uh, RD <laughs> out and be like, "Come on, we're gonna use you for another franchise." Iron Jedi will be lit. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll get into that on the next pod too. We'll break up some of that news. And um, yeah, that was literally just released within the hour. So, all right, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you guys later. Mm-hmm.